can't believe that. I can't believe that. Football, by the hell. Hey guys, welcome to the Miss United podcast with Liz and Amy. Today we're going to talk about Manchester United's functional 3-0 win against Luton and the utter chaos that was Manchester United's 3-2 win over Brighton. We'll also be taking some listener questions as well as previewing our next game against Brighton, the women's game against Brighton, and the men against Spurs on Sunday. So catch you guys on the other side of the break. So, Amy, how much of the Luton game did you catch? Absolutely nothing. I watched, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the highlights, and it was like, I mean, it should have been a standard when we we started off. It was a very changed starting 11 from the game against Crystal Palace. It was good to see Donny starting, getting some minutes, Lingard starting, um, Mata. And it was good to see Bailly starting and having a really good game, and Henderson having his first start for United. So... Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the full game, but I only saw, like, the goals and the highlights. Um, Henderson made a really good save yep. at one point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we had to bring on our big guns to close the game off, but which should, we shouldn't have needed to. It was Luton, but... I mean, the lineup that we put out was Henderson, Wambisaka, Bailly, Maguire, Williams, Fred, Matic, Mata, uh, Donny, Jesse, and Igalo. That is, I mean, that we probably should have won 3-0 with just those guys but obviously we we don't do anything sensible ever I mean the fact that they were threatening at some points is really worrying because I mean that back line is a I mean Wan-Bissaka starts McGuire starts Bailly should be starting over Lindelof and Williams was starting regularly at the end of last season so I mean come on so the first goal, right, it went, Jesse passed it to Mata, and it was actually a very good pass. Mm-hmm. And then Mata, Mata had this gorgeous through ball to Donny, who was, like, crowded in on by Luton players. So he he was kind of in a tight spot, and then he passed it to Williams, and then Williams was fouled, and then we got the penalty. It was stonewalled. There was nothing like, oh, Manchester United get a lot of penalties about it. It was just very standard. Then Matt took it, and obviously he's good at taking penalties, and we were up 1-0. And then we literally did nothing else for... And that was right before halftime, actually. And then we did nothing else until we got Bruno, Mason, and Marcus on. Um, Yeah, so from what I saw, I thought Van de Beek looked very good yet again. And like you said, Henderson made a really good save at the near post, but then... Um, right after that save, like they kicked it back and then Bai cleared it off the line, which is yeah, pretty awesome. That, yeah. yeah. Um just buy things. Just buy things, you know. Um then after that, Bruno, Greenwood, Marcus, they all came on. Wow, I have like a very weird way of like saying people's names. Like sometimes I'll just be like, oh Bruno Mason, and then sometimes I'm I don't have like a set way I call <laughs> all these players with their name. Like um, I feel some people you have to call them with their last name and some people you have to call them with their first name. That's how I perceive it. Like Bruno is Bruno. I, I Bruno would feel Bruno. weird to call him Fernandez. But Maguire is Maguire. I wouldn't call him Harry. Do you know? <laughs> no, I definitely wouldn't call him Harry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Like 
Jesse, I never call him Lingard, like ever, even though I know a lot of people do, but I just, it's always Jesse for me. And then like I flip with Rashford. Anyway, we're going on a tangent. Moving on. Um, (laughs) so the second goal was Bruno to Mason, and then it was to Marcus. Then mm-hmm. it was back to Bruno, who then passed it to Mason, who got a beautiful pass to Rashford. And it, like, Rashford took it first time, and it was a great goal. Um, so it was a Mason assist as well. And then yeah. the third one is just Bruno. He passed it to Mason, who did just Mason things yeah, about it. Yeah, stepped over and found the corner before I... <laughs> Listen, the match was boring. There was nothing happening. But Mason Greenwood is going to be so good. I mean, he already is so good. It's insane how good he is. He's, oh, yeah. Um, I think it was Adam McCullough on Twitter. He's like, he tweeted, how long do you think it'll take for Mason to break Rooney's all-time oh, goal record? And I was just I like, that. no. Let's not jinx really the kid. Has- Let's not jinx him, but he's just going to be so good. Yeah. If he keeps his head down, keeps working at it, he will definitely be one of the best in the world for me. But um, he needs to keep his head down. He needs to be managed properly, which is, I think, a big if at Manchester United Football Club. Actually, it's it's funny because Andreas Pereira, apparently, and I just saw this. I just tweeted okay. about it like two seconds ago. He has a move to Lazio. To- Lazio, yeah. It's coming in. It's at 27 million euros. 27 million? That, that's teasing, He's worth right? that much? Yeah, right? <laughs> we can get Teas for that. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Um, I think we should talk about it later when we have... Oh, let's not. Let's not. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I have a question about finances in my inbox. So. Oh, you can, you can handle that. Finances are yeah. your thing. Um, but... I was just thinking how there was a time when a few years ago in the academy where Andres Pereira looked really talented and people were very excited for him. I mean, this is before we have like the development of Pereira and there was a lot of bad loans, a lot of confusion, what his position is. No one quite knew what to do with him. And maybe he's not actually as talented as we thought he was like five, six years ago. But it's just, it's weird how some players are just not managed properly. And I think as a whole, like young players at United aren't managed properly. But Mason is just so talented that he kind of was just like, yeah, I mean, you're going to screw over my career, but I'm so good that I'm going to take charge of my career. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm just very happy for him. He's just unreal. I have nothing else to say about Luton. We, yeah, I mean, this is, we won. It was a good, I mean, Marcus needed that goal. Mason needed that goal. We needed a good win. It wasn't a good win. It wasn't like a cohesive onslaught of like attacking and really good cohesive attacking. So it wasn't a great game from like the little bits that I saw from the highlights. Again, I didn't watch the full game, but I don't think it was cohesive. It wasn't, you know, the tempo wasn't there. So yeah, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. It wasn't cohesive. It wasn't even like particularly good. I mean, we struggled. There was Luton had chances, which is embarrassing for us. But yeah, I mean, we got through. We're in the hat for the next round, so against Brighton. Yeah, we're we're gonna preview that eventually. But (laughs) we should talk about that game first. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I think we should take a break, come back, and we'll talk about Brighton. So, Liz, what did you think about the game against Brighton? 
Uh, well, first of all, I just watched it last night because I was not getting up at 7 a.m. to watch Thank a God struggle you against Brighton. There was no way. Uh, so Liz I texted I- me like, I'm starting to watch the game now and Brighton just equalized. And I was like, maybe go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke up and like... The first thing I asked was, what are United doing? And several people, they're just like, oh, you know, we're bad, but Marcus is great. And then two seconds later, Brighton equalized. I was just like, I'm going back to bed. And then a bunch of people messaged me with like, no, wake up. Something insane is happening. The last eight minutes, I think, are probably the only highlight of the match. But let's talk about about the whole thing. Yeah. So... It was our first choice lineup. There wasn't anything weird about the selection, yeah. I don't think. That is our strongest lineup. Currently look like our strongest. Which is <laughs> very depressing. That yeah, that is not I would say I would say the front five, like Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, Bruno, Pogba, like that is like a solid core. Obviously, they need backup and all of that, but that's strong. Actually, I don't. I don't think Pogba had a good game. I no, I, not at all. I feel. I mean, bad. I'm not blaming him at no, all. No, I mean, because yeah. after the game, there was like the commentators on my TV. I don't know which channel it was, but they were like having a go at him how his work rate is down and how he's look like looks lazy on the pitch. I'm like, he had COVID. COVID four <laughs> weeks ago. He and he looks. He looks so lethargic. Like he was slow jogging the entire way through the match. I'm just like. He does not fit. Get him off. And, and like, I'm just like, why is he starting when Donny's right there is another option? It's not like we don't have options now. There is one person who can come in and not produce the same thing, but it is another creative outlet. So he doesn't need to be starring Pogba at this point when Donny is right there and then bringing Donny on like the last couple of minutes of the game. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. Pretty much every doctor out there is talking about how even if you're like the fittest, healthiest person, which most professional athletes are COVID takes everything out of you. And what a month later he's starting in a Premier League game. It's insane. Everything about the situation is insane, but like, obviously what are we expecting from the same club that made Marcus Rashford play with the stress fracture for about two years? So don't get me started on Rashford. He's not fit either. To quote Jose Mourinho, I prefer not to speak. We all know what's going on. Okay. Moving on. Um, so Mason scored early ish, but it was offside. It was around 30 minutes. And I thought like around that time, the front three were moving pretty well. They seemed kind of on the same wavelength. It's, it's still early in the season. We don't have a preseason, so I don't expect them to be as fluid as they were, but it's getting there. I think they looked okay, but obviously it was an offside goal. So there's that. Then Bruno was kind of sloppy with the penalty. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a pen that was... That was, and, yeah. And he had done, like, a really rough tackle, like, right before, like, a couple of minutes before, and I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a red. But, yeah, it wasn't a yellow card offense, but it was definitely a penalty. But I thought Bruno was really sloppy, like, on a yellow and just flying in with no regard everywhere, fouling people. And, yeah, yeah I mean, that was a little bit... Um, Immature. Yeah, I mean, just, that's the word. Was, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those dumb mistakes that you kind of, you don't expect it from Bruno because he's usually pretty smart about it, but 
yeah, it, it happens. And then Maka t- does like a whole panenka. And I'm just I hate like, him. I don't like her. I'm just like, the disrespect, the absolute disrespect to try that. And I mean, it worked, but like. But his celebration after I was just like, how, uh, when will players learn? Don't celebrate early against Manchester United. <laughs> I also saw a stat. So De Gea has apparently like one of the lowest percentage of penalties saved he's like at a 6.9 percent because he's only saved one out of 27 i think it was i I don't quote me on this but it's a very low percentage so it's not like you're going up against i don't know a goalkeeper who makes great saves he didn't need to do panica i mean it was very showy but the celebration after is just very disrespectful who's that keeper that always saves penalties the dutch one tim cruel tim cruel yeah oh yeah the Norwich one. Yeah, it's a, it's really weird because um, the goalkeepers you expect, like the top goalkeepers, they all have really low like penalty save rates. Yeah. But it's like these random goalkeepers playing for random clubs have like a really high one. But so I'm thinking maybe it's like the number of penalties given against like big teams versus like like we don't get a lot of like De Gea doesn't face a lot of penalties, but you know Tim Krul might face a lot more. Or something. It, it's weird. That that stat is like one of those bizarre ones. But yeah. Yeah, he wasn't going to save it. I don't know why you would go try that. Yeah. But he just wanted to disrespect United. Which, in a way, I admire. Because they deserve that. No, no, they deserve United to win deserve. for sure. Yeah. Um, then Maguire scored. But then it was given off as a Lewis Dunk own goal. Yeah. I mean. That got us to 1-1. It was. I was just watching to see if it was an actual free kick or if like. Luke Shaw, but it was he was clipped. So yeah, that was a free kick. Um, I mean, yeah, their defense was shambles, but that's not to say anything about us. Can we talk about how bad Aaron Wan-Bissaka was yesterday? Like this is one of the first uh, I've never called him out, and but yesterday was specifically his side. There was that guy March. His name was he was always unmarked, always unmarked the entire freaking game. And I was like. His positional sense is not as bad as people make it seem. Like, I know a lot of people say that Wan-Bissaka's positional sense is pretty poor. That's why he's always facing one we one But I'm just like, it's not that bad. Like, Luke Shaw is, like, way worse yeah. in general. But, oh, God, yesterday, Wan-Bissaka was... He was horrible. Yeah, a train wreck. And that sucks because he's the only one that I don't have to worry about, like, defensively. And when he's bad, the other three are just, you know, they're shambles normally. So <laughs> adding one Bissaka to the mix is just like, and adding th- that Pogba is not fully fit. He's not running. He's not really, not doing his part defensively, but he's very, you know, slow when it comes to fouling other players and, and like trying to close in on them. He's slow and, and, it's, it, and they're about, suffering. Yeah. And Matic is about 94 years old. So. <laughs> It's about one game from just like falling apart. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Wamba's not struggled a lot in general, and he's getting some pretty intense flack for it, which is bizarre because I, mean, I don't think it's warranted. Bad. But he was. It was a bad game. It's not warranted to claim that overall. I don't like know. I don't. I don't think overall he's been bad. A lot of people are rewriting last season as well. Like, oh, he struggles with this. I'm just like, no, he didn't. Like, he was the only one last season that we didn't have a headache with. The rest of them definitely struggled. Like, at the tail end of this Project Resort, he did he did struggle. But still, before that, like, we're forgetting he, for two games, Raheem Sterling could not get past him. <laughs> 
and it's Raheem Sterling. It's not just like one of the run of the mill footballer. It's it's a really good football. I don't know. They just tend to and like what are our options? Do you want Dallow? A lot of people were saying like why is Dallow Bermuda enough? He's not a better option than Aaron Bissak. I guess the only other option would be to play Williams on the right, which I mean he could do a job. I mean that's where he plays better. He I would, would like to see him play there to be honest. right back. Yeah, that would be interesting. But you're gonna have the opposite problem with Williams because he's not he has the same He's worse than Wambisaka positionally and defensively. Yeah. And yeah, he's better going forward, but when the entire defense is a train wreck to begin with, and we ha- add Williams, who's also a train wreck defensively, we're going to concede a lot more. Yeah, I mean, he's still so young. Yeah. Also, also, we're conceding a lot this season, by the way. I was going to say, like, so like last year we conceded 36 goals in total in all of the, like, all the games played. Um, yeah. We've already conceded five in the first two. Yeah, we're we're conceding a lot, and we're not scoring as much as we did. Yeah, our defense is very yeah. worrying this season. Lindelof is not like. Did you notice yesterday? I felt like he was playing it safe so many times, like getting the ball out for corners or free throws, and not just like trying to I don't know try and pass the player. Kind of, he was very like cautious. I felt with his defensive. He didn't do any big errors, did he? Not I don't know. I forgot the second mm-hmm. goal. But I don't think it was his fault. The second I I. I think I blamed Juan Bissaka more for just letting the cross go out. Yeah, but... I mean, he's still going to get flat. Yeah. You could see that they were going to score from the second that Marcus scored the goal and then Oli made that change to bring Fred in and then Bailly came out. I was like, why are we playing? Oh. Defensively, we can't... We This never ends well. How did they not learn? This never ends well. We tried it against Southampton. Was it Southampton that we drew against the tail end yeah. last season? It doesn't work, so... Also, like, we're not good when other teams press us. Like, we're just not. Like, Pogba, for example, and this is not me having a go at him or anything. Like, absolutely nothing. He hates being pressed. And that's fine. That's, like, every player has one thing that they absolutely cannot do. Like, no one is a perfect player. He hates being pressed. The front three are speedy and fast but they leave a lot of space we get caught out a lot so when but when we have all of these really good attacking players they we can at least sort of outscore our opponent whereas if we take them off and put in fred or Bayou or whatever you're taking away our strengths and our weaknesses are still kind of yeah apparent and i i don't know i mean we still managed so to the con- set- concede with five defenders at the back <laughs> I feel like the more defenders we have, we concede more. So. <laughs> it could be 11 defenders and we'd have conceded. <laughs> oh, we'd probably concede more with 11 defenders and three. Um, so then Marcus scored. Oh, it was a beautiful goal. And No, not that one. Oh, the, he scored sorry. first. And then it was like checked out. Yeah. But the commentator, when he scored, at the one that was thrown out for offside, was just like, this is the first time that Manchester United have gone ahead in a match in – uh, something it, there was like some kind of stat and I'm just like yeah it's been a while since we actually took a lead we're always playing catch up and then we try to win or it might be the first time this season which doesn't actually matter because two games. Two I, matches, the one but. I remember was the 4-1 win against Newcastle I, I don't know it was boxing day I think last year we came oh, we came yeah. back from behind that's when I like off the top of my head but I don't know if there's been more recent ones but if that is it's been yeah, like so. almost a year or so god <laughs> What a mess. Um, so then, obviously, that got checked out. But then a few minutes later, Marcus did, 
like it was just him. There's no one else that could take. Any I mean, Bruno gave him a good goal, goal, a good ball, so, but he literally annihilated yeah. the defense. Dr. Marcus Rashford, uh, he's having a great week, by the way. I'm so proud <laughs> <know>. of him. <laughs> I was like, like watching the screen, having him score. I was like, that's for the people who tell who are telling him like focus on your football. I'm just like look at him focusing on his football. Shut up now. Are, okay, like honestly, people can do multiple things at the same time. Like just because I'm you know watching Manchester United doesn't mean I can't be playing Among Us, which by the way is a great game. This is not sponsored, <laughs> um, but people can do multiple things. Like just because Marcus Rashford is you know feeding hungry children doesn't mean that he can't be playing football like I don't get it I don't get why people think you can only do one thing at a time but you know it's Twitter so you really can't expect anything it's so stupid like that platform is really stupid I hate it but I also keep checking it every five minutes so I wish like honestly I wish I had the sort of drive and incentive to delete it but I don't also it's it's really funny (laughs) after a game like that (laughs) like I just spend the entire night scrolling through oh, yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. looking at memes. The memes are worth it. The hot takes yeah. are not, though. I, I, I don't want... I don't know why people talk about football in such a serious way sometimes. It's like... It, it's, a, it's a game. Like, yeah, we lost. It's not... Yeah, you and I, we do the same <laughs> thing. But, God, you go on Twitter and you're just sort of like, oh, like, is this impacting the world and society that you're writing an essay on why... Aaron Wan-Bissaka being out of position is like the worst thing in the universe. Please go get a drink. And yeah, take an it's app, more like. the abuse that I can stand. Like, <laughs> come on, man, you're going to take time out of your day to abuse a person who is probably going to see it because they do see these things. I mean, it's difficult to be active on social media, and not see all the shit that's being said about you. So it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like you just being an awful person to someone who is trying to do a good thing. I don't get it. Marcus Rashford defense squad assemble. <laughs> Do like, not I, try I, us. I, I can't stand it. Like every time I see like anything he tweets, I just go through the replies and start blocking everyone that's being a jerk. It's like of all the players that you can bully, like don't don't bully any players, but like go go say stuff to Andreas Pereira. Like please. We don't we don't <laughs> endorse online bullying. We we don't condone it. We don't condone it. But if you had to. Yeah, okay. Gun to your head. You had to pick. pick some other player, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, moving on. Um, so the Woodward. Oh, man of the match. Basically was our man of the match. Saved us a Five. couple of times. It's, it's a record. It's a no. new record since Ronaldo <laughs> against Newcastle in like 2009. Oh, so brilliant. yeah, at least that was broken. Bruno saying that hitting the Woodward doesn't count. You have to I score. I love him so much. <laughs> I love that man so much. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm get just your like, shit together. Oh, we should be, yeah, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Like that is insane. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think oh, what they, else happened. They oh yeah, yeah, the big thing. They equalized, and then the full time whistle went, and I was about to go back to bed angry and annoyed. And then turns out that we got a penalty after the full. When whistle. have you ever heard this? You couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. <laughs> and it had to be. Of course, honest. it has. Of to course, be it's the it's. The history of this uh, club. There was a Fergie time taken to a whole nother level. There was a funny tweet the other day, uh, or yesterday. There was this guy, and he was just like, Manchester United are an absolute disgrace to football. <laughs> they are ruining the beautiful game. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it, it's a 
the immortal oh, cop, God. so Liverpool fan, said United are an absolute disgrace to football. The referee is a disgrace to football. The integrity of the game is completely gone now. And then I'm just like, yeah, I mean, we are a disgrace. We know this. Football, but it's not because of the call. It's not because of that call. It's because of the 90 minutes before that, that we absolutely ruined everything good about By the way, it was 100% a penalty. His arm is like, that's not your national. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's 100% a penalty. Yeah. It was the right call. The the penal the handball sorry was before the ref blew the whistle so it was 100% the right call and i've checked this it has happened once before it wasn't at full time but um the ref blew the whistle for half time the players actually went to the changing room and they had to come back out to take a penalty because they resaw it from Truvar and it was a handball it happened in 2018 uh Mainz against Freiburg so it's happened before I mean, it wasn't full time. It was half time. But for the players to go to the changing rooms and be called back out to retake a penalty is ridiculous. I mean, last second, even today against Spurs, they got a penalty. I mean, I know the full time whistle didn't blow, but like Mourinho stormed down the tunnel by that point, And it was just everything. The game was pretty much over. And then the call came in. So it's like, it happens. The ref blew the whistle too early. That's the only issue here. Like, you should have checked that before blowing yeah. the whistle. So we're now up to 14. Oh, oh God. Out of relegation okay. zone, no? <laughs> yeah. Good job. Mid-table. Very mid-table. Good job, it's going to be a long season. I, we're going to struggle. and yeah. We knew this going into the season, though. I mean, they weren't going to have enough time to recover following all that went on. And we we, we knew it was going to struggle. But to be fair, like, I, I don't know. I feel like Oli is getting a lot of things wrong. I mean, he wasn't backed by the board, but he's getting some things wrong, in my opinion. I'm not saying Oli out, but there were some decisions where it's just like, why are you doing that? The thing is, and there's an article in The Athletic about this, going shopping for players will fix a problem. But if you're messing up with the players you already have, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. And this is not an Ollie agenda or anything related. Obviously, he should be back. But then what? Like, the question is always, will we be better with new players? Because it's not like we're not spending money. And, like, we're not spending money this summer, which, you know, we're going to get to it because I have a question from a listener about finances. But in the past, with other managers, we spent a lot of money. But then the aftermath is either the same thing, just with more personnel, or we take a step back. And I don't I don't know. Like, I don't have this information. I don't know how Ollie's going to be. But... At the same time, he makes some pretty egregious mistakes that I'm just kind of like, is getting a left back really going to fix the fact that you played Daniel Oh, James? he wasn't even like, on the bench. I want to talk about this. He was completely oh, yeah, left out of the yeah. squad. Oh. But I, to be fair, like for me, the, the worst part was the substitutes. Like, why why did we bring Bayon on and Fred on? I, I would have preferred getting Donnie right after Mark scored so we can gain a bit more momentum and get another one because it's never worked that we just stay back and wait like endure wave after wave of attack they will concede because we're not strong at the back and you look at all these players like individually and they're like they're good players on paper they're really good players so why are we struggling against brighton also like even our worst lineup even if we put out the lineup that we put out against luton those players are theoretically 
better than Brighton. Like I, we sh- we shouldn't be losing a Palace or Brighton or all these mid-table relegation yeah. teams. Like people are like, oh, we don't have backing. Yeah, no, no, like, fair enough. But we have there should have, like there should be more. We have like world-class players. Their playing is just very cautious, and like even the way they like they're so slow to get the ball up the field. Like why? Why is it so? Like my grandmother can run faster than some of them were running yesterday. I feel like we're depending a lot on, we on laying back so. and waiting for the counter, which is ridiculous. I thought we have already decided that that doesn't work. We're taking a very big step back, and I think at some point we have to. It's gonna catch up with us. It's it might even catch up with us again. Oh God. Spurs next week, which. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is probably the place where we take a break and come back and talk about the games that are this coming up this week, both men yeah. and women. So we play Brighton again midweek for the cup, and then we play Spurs on Sunday, which will be fun. What do you think, Liz? <laughs> well, we know what to expect from Brighton. Um, yeah. I- if we play with the with the team that came up against Luton, we're going to be in that. Oh, of course, for sure. Um, even if we've come up with a team that played against Brighton, we might actually lose because I don't <laughs> think we're going to get a last minute penalty. Uh, not even the last minute. Oh, they're going to be pissed. Oh, they're going to be pissed. Uh, like I would be pissed. Uh, do we have a score prediction? I'm saying one nil United Martial. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go. I feel like we're going to lose. I'm going to go 2-1 United, but I feel like it's not going to happen. 2-1 United, um, Greenwood and Bruno. Okay. So let's talk about the big one, which is Spurs on Sunday. <laughs> I don't want to see Jose Mourinho on my screen. Oh, I but, don't. you know, he's the box office. They're going to win. It's like if if the Premier League was a movie, Jose Mourinho is like the A-list actor at the center of it because everything focuses yeah. on him. Even like All or Nothing was just all about him. <laughs> it's just, Have you seen it? I oh, seen I did. It. I just seemed like snippets. I like, did. It was... I haven't seen it yet. It was... It was brilliant, actually, because... Everything that you would think about how toxic everything is, it proves it. Every episode, he got worse and worse and worse. And I'm just like, this man ruined everything. This is part of the problem I have with Ollie, to be honest. Because I feel like we talk about how much Martial and Rashford improved under him. And I'm just thinking, like, yeah, but could it be that any manager could have come after Jose and they would have had, like, pretty much the same improvement because he was such a toxic person to work with or work under no, no. that he he hindered their development so much. I don't know. That, that was just like off the top of my head. What do you think? Because I remember that first Van Hall season, uh, no, sorry, the second Van Hall season, the one where we signed Martial, right? He had a 17-goal season, which he only beat that last season. Last season, and yeah. The only common thing between those two seasons is that his manager was now Jose Mourinho. So yeah, like I feel like like Mourinho robbed them of about three years of development, two and a half years of development. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much of it is Ollie improving them, how much of it is them improving on their own, or you know their natural talents finally breaking through because they're not being inhibited by Mourinho. I mean, Kane, Son, Ali. Um, 
the rest of them. Ali's in the doghouse. Oh now. God, yeah, they're trying to get rid of him. I mean, he was such a talent. I was gonna say that in the very first episode of All or Nothing, Marina goes to Deli Ali and he goes, "You're such a lazy person." I or I heard about you. You're so lazy. And then, like two minutes later, he's just like, "The only thing Sir Alex Ferguson told me." is to sign Dele Alley for Manchester United. I'm just like, how How are you calling him lazy to his face? Which, I mean, he's still young. It's not like he's a like a seasoned player. Yeah, he's been around for a while, but like, how old is he? Probably like 20. 23? Yeah, he's not old. He's pretty young. Yeah, he's 24. He just turned 24. So he's still a pretty young player. So to his face, you're going, oh, I, I heard about you. You're so lazy or you don't work hard. And then flip around and be like, hey, yeah, he's actually very talented, but I don't want him to know that. And it's just like, you you toxic asshole. Like, yeah, players don't want to hear that to their face. And then, yeah, it's, he's, he's obscene. And then even like the bits and pieces where he would ask players like how to pronounce their name, which is a good thing. Like you should always ask people how to pronounce their name. So you're not saying them wrong. But then he turns around and he goes, oh yeah, I hate it when people mispronounce my name, which is again, that's true. Like you should pronounce Jose Mourinho's name right. But then he'd make everything about himself immediately. Like the players think that he's talking to them, but then he's just like, well, no, I'm actually talking about myself. And I'm just like, you are the worst manager I've ever seen. He's got such an ego. He's an egotistical bastard. That's what I have to say. I don't like Jose Mourinho. I did not want him at my club. And I just, I still hate him for what he did to Azil at Real. Oh, God. I, 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 oh. He always goes, he always goes somewhere and then decides that he doesn't like a player. And it's like completely arbitrary too. And I thought Danny Rose got a lot of stick for being a big baby. Twitter's words. Oh, yeah. I but saw then, that part, but actually. But like that clip, he said nothing wrong. Like all he was saying was... He- hey, you play some people that are shit like every single day in training, but, you know, you don't play other players. Like, what is your standards? Like, what are you basing this off on? Which is true. Mourinho has his favorite. Like, Dyer isn't great. Why is he? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not, not. But he's he's like the golden child now. I don't know what he has, but uh, because he's, he's not great. He's not a man. great man. He likes to fight and he's <sighs> tough. God, I hate Jose Mourinho so much. It, it, it's so funny because I joke about how much I like Jose Mourinho. The concept of him is hilarious like you should we should give him a talk show like he would be so funny but like the oh my god imagine him and Roy Keane on the same show <laughs> <laughs> Roy Keane is the same brand of like toxic masculinity like they're just assholes I, I hate them I mean I do like Roy Keane but that's just because it's Roy Keane no he's but yeah I mean he's a He's a legend, but some of his stakes are problematic, to say the least. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so, Spurs are a disaster. Oh, but we're worse. Yeah, <laughs> they, it or oh, not. they won 5-2 against Southampton last week. Oh, yeah, Son, Son had, like, this crazy game. Oh, yeah, he scored four goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, now he's injured, so that's good. Yeah. And Bale is hopefully still out. We don't yeah. know this, but hopefully he's still out. Because watch Garrett Bale come back. We say that it's good that Son's injured, not for him, obviously. I hope he gets better, just no, no. in the concept of like He's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester United, we need all the help we can get. So basically, so far this season, so since September... Oh, they played a lot of matches. Did they play a lot of matches? I don't know when Project Restart... When did Restart end, and when did the season it start? It was July, because August we started with 
Europa. It was like towards the end of July, I think. But like Spurs played a bunch of matches in August. Are they friendlies? What are they? Yeah, this is- oh no, they had to qualify for the Europa League. Yeah, they played a bunch of club friendlies and then yeah, they played four club friendlies. So they're way more they have way more games under their belt than we do. Oh yeah. So their first match of the season was against Everton, which they lost. Which by the way, actually I made fun of you for predicting I know. For top four. But hey, they are doing amazing. I've gone full Carlo Ancelotti propaganda. He's I love Carlo so much. Me too. I wanted him at United so badly for so long. I remember Ollie stands, which whatever, I'm not getting into it. But they're just like, oh, why are people hyping up Ancelotti when Everton are like 12th and United are sixth or fifth or whatever? And I'm just like uh that man has won the champions league a bunch of times like put some respect to a name just because everton are hot garbage last season doesn't mean ancelotti isn't brilliant they have so. a really strong team that we're gonna struggle against them like remember oh. that 4-1 four, 4-1 one, four, <laughs> one, was it oh, it's gonna be worse this season <laughs> oh it's gonna be worse this season definitely that, gonna is, be worse this season. that is one of the worst matches i've seen in my life um so first yeah so they lost against everton then they played locomotive Plotive, and they oh. barely barely won that barely scraped through yeah and then they beat southampton 5-2 which i think might just be sun just running through riot for one match but yeah. uh then they had another europa qualifying match against Shigandia. Sh- Sh- so, okay, a team. <laughs> Which they won. And then today's mess of a match against Newcastle. So, yeah, I mean, they're not in brilliant form. Like Southampton aside, they're not in any remarkable form. They play Chelsea on Tuesday. So we might know more about where they are by that. And then, wow, they play a lot of matches this week. They play Chelsea on Tuesday. They play Maccabi Haifa in on thursday and then they play what yeah maccabi haifa europa league playoffs (laughs) no i mean how come they have three games in one week i mean this is going to be brilliant for us which is why the game was changed from saturday to sunday i think because it was originally on saturday yeah yeah so they have yeah i'm looking at it september 29th which is tuesday they play chelsea in the EFL Cup. Is that the League Cup? Yeah, the League Cup. Yeah, the then, Carabao thing. Then they have a Europa League playoff against, you know, a team on Thursday, <laughs> October 1st. And then Sunday, October 4th, they play against us. Ooh, so, I mean, they, they we could should, be by that point. Yeah, they're going to be... Yeah, this could very well work out in our favor or not. I feel like it's going to be a match of us not wanting to go forward and them not wanting to go forward and just waiting to catch each other on the break. I'm going to be honest. Ever since Mourinho went to Spurs, our matches against Spurs have been bad like we don't do anything they don't do anything I mean we won I think we won all of them no I think we drew we drew we drew one after the restart you know the Pogu penalty oh yeah so I don't know what to expect I'm I'm assuming it might be a draw again like 1-1 like I don't yeah they're not in great form but at least they have the miles in their legs it might be too much they might be playing too much but it might be better than us not playing enough I think we're just very rusty right now it's gonna be a tough game game to watch have to predict as well like yeah. I, I feel like it's I, I'm gonna go with the draw what do you think yeah I'm gonna say the same I think it's a 1-1 so another match we have this week is also on Sunday it's at 7 a.m for me um <laughs> is against Brighton <laughs> it's the girls <laughs> oh you know I'm 
I'm like literally sick of seagulls. Like if I ever go to a beach and I see a seagull, I'm just going to get like unnecessarily agitated. Brighton's women are currently fifth in table. We're fourth. They've got a good team. Brighton have got, did they win against, did they win against City? Or am I mistaken? I don't know. No, don't quote me on that. I don't know. I feel like I saw the they, day once. They drew against City. Okay. And they yeah, beat okay. Birmingham. Yeah. So the first match of the season, they beat Birmingham. And then the second match, they drew City, which is pretty similar to where we're at. We beat Birmingham in the second match. And then we drew Chelsea in the first one. So it's going to be tight, I think. I, yeah. I would say they're in good form. City are struggling, though, man. They're like the women and the men, actually. Are they? they, have they did they lose? The oh, I. I, uh, I think so. Because we started recording this at I at one one, I think. Oh no. Oh wow. <gasps> five two. <laughs> five two. <laughs> Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy just Lord. scored a hat trick. James Madison. Oh my god, how many penalties? Chilling. Three penalties against Je- What are they doing? The- <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. We- <laughs> after we record, we <laughs> go. Oh, this is so funny. Oh, God, Liverpool are going to win the league. Leeds. Leeds. Chelsea or Shambles? Listen, listen, the top four is just going to be Liverpool, Everton, Leeds, and... Wolves? I don't know. Who else do we hate? Wolves, yeah. Of course, why not? They don't seem that good, to be honest. I have to say, they don't seem as strong as they did last season. It's hard. Um, I mean, it's only two oh, you know, two games in. Or maybe Leicester won the league. Leicester, Everton, Leeds, and um, what am I looking at? Oh, Liverpool. The, Liverpool are not going to go six. No, no, no. The, the top four this season, and this is a joke, but if this happens, please just come back and praise me. It's going to be Leicester winning the league, Everton in second, okay? Uh, uh, Wolves in third, and Leeds in fourth. Oh. And the rest of us should just be ashamed of imagine oh my god the scenes i'd take that that would be <laughs> i would take that i would even take Leeds making the top four just to see like liverpool city uh, chelsea and our not oh by the way it. It chelsea be... for all the money that they've spent drawing I, I, to I west brom was I, like <laughs> i'm sorry i should have been right i, I should have believed you i love being right <laughs> And the thing is, like, Chelsea last season, like, their biggest problem was their defense is, like, a leaky sink. Like, they let anything in. And Kepa is a disaster. Kepa didn't uh, play yesterday, yeah. though, no? It was Mendy yesterday. Yeah. No, no, it was Mendy yesterday. Because he was in the stands. Okay, and well. Mendy made a big mistake, and he was, like, analyzing it from the stands. I know that Thiago <laughs> had a mare of a game. They didn't improve where they needed to improve. It's like, your 50 attacking midfielders aren't going to save your defense. Like, they're... Yeah, no, sorry. You have Caballero a played yesterday. No, I don't know where I got Mendy from. Caballero played yesterday. Oh, so, huh. yeah, Kepa was in the stands. Poor Kepa. I like <laughs> Kepa. I really like him. I just feel so bad for him. Oh, no, he's bad. Oh, he's bad. He's but, horrible, but he's um, funny. I'm fond of him. I'm very, very fond of Kepa. I, you know what? That League Cup game under sorry just it i've decided to like him ever since that like that takes some mm. massive <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show yeah we're, after we've been swearing for the past, i don't know how much 
<laughs> anyway, back on track. City just lost 5-2, by the way, to Leicester. What? We were talking about the ladies. And how did we get to this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get, let's oh, get back to Oh, saying how the ladies, the ladies women were not good either. That's why we got sidetracked. The, yeah, they... They struggled actually. Um, they they drew Brighton. City drew Brighton, and then they beat Aston Villa so far this season. They beat Leicester's women's team in the quarterfinal. But Leicester yeah, Bayern. I mean, yeah. So Brighton are in good form. I think it'll be, be a tough a game. close one. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we get I, to see Heath and Press play a little. I think they still, they still can. Oh yeah, I think they can. Their reveals are awesome. Oh yeah, their reveals are awesome. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, so it's gonna be exciting to see them play as well as obviously our regular team i don't know why i keep acting like they're not part of our team i don't know why i keep acting <laughs> like, like they're just bonus, like bonus players it's like no they're our actual players it's it's just it's bizarre because obviously they're world cup winners they're like world-class yeah. top players and i for some reason i keep thinking that we're still a small team which i mean we are, but we are. We are at the we same are, time. But it, it's just the brand that so, comes with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, and yeah, I hope we win against Brighton. I think we're gonna win two 0 Ooh, the woman, the woman. No, no, I'm I know. Sure about the men. <laughs> two 0 Yeah, I'm gonna go. Maybe we'll concede one. Uh, yeah, two one. I was gonna go two one. We kind of sloppy at the back yeah, at the moment. I, yeah, two one. Yeah, we two one. Keith impressed so, to score both goals. Could, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Or budget to get Listen, first I'm gonna goal. go. I'm gonna go full Tobin Heath propaganda if she scores. By the way, I'm yeah, gonna be so absolutely insufferable. You, you're biased because you have a crush on her. <laughs> it's just gonna be like me talking about Tobin Heath's arm the entire yeah, time. Just, yeah, don't. Maybe we'll do a warning before Liz goes off on a tangent next episode. Yeah, yeah. If next episode, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so our predictions are a win against Brighton for the men, but narrow, and Amy isn't confident no. on that. So, uh, Ooh, maybe we match. go to pens. Are we going to go Bra- to pens if it's a draw? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm really not confident with whatever okay, it is. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Fine. I changed my prediction to a, a loss on penalties Ooh. to Brighton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, a draw against Spurs. Yeah. Jose Mourinho Spurs. And then a win for the women against Brighton. Which is all that really matters. Stand the girls for Which clear really skin matters. and all that. If the men lose both matches next week, we're just going to make the entire show about yeah. women. Because I'm not talking we about that. We refuse to acknowledge their existence. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we should break. And then I have a couple of listener questions. Yeah. Okay. So, Amy, I have two questions. So, the first question I have is by our friend Radia. She asks, what is your our opinions on mixed men and women's team tournaments? Maybe not for a real game, but just as an, an exhibition. I am 100% in support of that. Yeah, I think it would be really awesome. It would be fun, I think. I think it would be like a nice little novelty thing to do. And also, I feel like a lot of boys and girls play together up till a certain age. So, it's not even like it's that different for charity or even like an actual like an actual tournament would work too it might not be like like a thing but it might just be a one-off like every few years there might be fun little tournament that combines the both yeah we're totally for it i don't know if it would work on like a professional level like you know 
Like it would be just be one league and it would be mixed. It would be something cool. I think they should try that. The second question I have is from an anonymous message. They asked, what do you think about United losing so much money from COVID? Yeah, that's a big one. It's a big problem. We're set to lose 140 million pounds, which is the most out of the Premier League. Arsenal are second. They're set to lose 120 million. Yeah, COVID is, for some reason, having an absolute catastrophe on United, which is, I don't know why. Our, obviously, it's going behind closed doors, which is a huge part of loss of revenue, but yeah. I don't know our sponsors, all of that. We're, we're set to lose a lot of money from the Chevy deal running out as well. So. I was going to say, like, that's running out this season because uh, Laurie Whitwell talked about it um, from The Athletic, talked about it the, on their podcast, and he said there's still time until that runs out, but once that runs out, it's going to be a big hit if they don't find a sponsor that will sponsor them on, like, a, a similar level. I Honestly, I feel like you and I have been struggling for about a few years now, actually, for cash we have a lot of money revenue generated but we don't have a lot of solid cash and this makes sense how we sold Lukaku and like literally like an hour later we announced that we we put in a bid for Maguire so I think we don't have like a cash sitting cash around flow in problem, the bank. Yeah. yeah cash we have a cash flow problem I think that's sort of where we're stuck at right now which it puts it really into perspective when they're haggling 18 millions for Teas. They're trying to bring that down to 12 million. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, where did the money go? Didn't they take like, so, didn't they take out like a couple of, I don't know how much it was, um, from the Bank of America? Like, they took out a loan of, wasn't it 120 million? I mean, we're making some money because we're going to be in the Champions League this year, but I don't know. Our books are balanced in such a weird way right now that actually, it might be a good time to refinance the club actually to move the debt around a little bit but yeah i i feel like we have a massive cash in uh cash flow problem right now and we don't have money and covid is just making everything way worse than it would have been normally so uh, i know a lot of people are really frustrated because we're not making any signings but yeah i mean maybe they're playing it smart because a lot of players like chelsea spend a lot of money and i mean they're gonna lose a lot because obviously the you know the ticket revenue is going to affect them as well so yeah but the difference is like uh, abramovich is like wealthy he doesn't have he doesn't have our limitation yeah i mean we have a huge wage bill like that is a huge yeah, that's part the of biggest where problem. money is going the biggest problem is that we can't offload like phil jones on one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week or pounds a week it's like who's gonna take him first of all who's gonna take him just normally second of all who's going to pay him that kind of money the thing the only sort of option is that some of these players they take incentive on their own and they're like okay we'll take a pay cut to go play every week for a different club but who's gonna do that we live in a society like no one's gonna go take a pay cut when they can be making more money doing absolutely nothing you know so yeah people always joke that you know they're probably like some money laundering scheme for the glazers which they're not obviously but it's just like we are we exist as a way for them to make profit and because of that we're not getting any sort of money back into us and then when our in the past it wasn't a big problem because we generated so much money on our own but right now with covid and our wages and everything else going on we're not generating money so we don't have owner input and we don't have our own money so we're pretty broke right now it's it's insane it's like um it's disappointing and it's sad and it's going to 
continue for a while. I don't know what the answer is besides a new owner, which I don't think we're going to get anytime soon. Yeah, I I feel like we're we're stuck, and it's not just us. Like other clubs are having the same problem, except for us, the chronic mismanagement caught up. Other clubs don't have fifteen years of this problem catching up with the global pandemic. So yeah, Arsenal are losing money, and yes, I know Cronky is horrible and he does not invest in arsenal but they don't have massive debt they don't have a wage bill that's super bloated like they don't have the problems we have we have so many problems we're not a functioning company anymore so i'm yeah what so the question is what do i think about united losing so much money from covid yeah it sucks that we're losing so much money from covid but the bigger problem is sort of the last 15 years catching up to this moment where and now we're screwed i don't know what is gonna happen Mourinho just came out so his quote after the tottenham game at some clubs even after the last whistle it's possible for something important to happen but for us i knew that after the last whistle was it was over so he's still taking things (laughs) he's such a bitter ex man he okay oh my god the number of times he mentioned United in the all or nothing documentary. It might as well be a documentary on us by that point. He was just like, oh, I have, he like very early on, he was just like, oh, I have the players I've always wanted at United now, or I have so many better players than I did. And I'm just like, why are you lying? We're not the first club to sack him, but he seems to think we're the only club that did him wrong when it was mostly his fault. Yeah, I mean, Obviously, the the issues that we're we're talking about just now were there when he was there, but he made it so much worse for himself. Like he he benched Pogba and Rashford and Martial. <laughs> we played Shazia with Scott McTominay in midfield <laughs> with Pogba, Martial, and Rashford on the bench. I hate that man so much. So like, yeah. listen, listen. If you commit war crimes, be prepared to pay for your. <laughs> he's the reason Martial doesn't have a World Cup medal (laughs) oh no what have I done if set Liz off I am so mad about that he's the reason I can't go around being like yeah Anthony Martial has a World Cup medal what do you have I'm so mad that would have been so much fun and stuff I go from like mad to sad like Martial's career could be so much better than it is if he was managed a bit better do we have anything nice to end the show on <laughs> um maybe we should like pre-plan these because when you ask me that I'm like cut out on the spot I have no idea um Sir Marcus Rashford scored twice this week so that was good um, I don't have anything to say <laughs> Tobin Heath plays for Manchester United now and Christian Plus, that's good. And Mason Greenwood is an extremely talented young player. Tottenham Hotspur are way worse than we are. And Let's not. City can we lost. not make these kind of assumptions before the game? Because they might come in like Josh's <laughs> 4 0. Let's not. Let's not. Let's okay, cut maybe, that out. Maybe, maybe Spurs are not good. Um, City lost 5 2 to Leicester. That is. That's a good. That's a good thing. That's an that's objectively a, good thing. That is the that is the good thing that we're ending this show on. Is as bad as we are, we did not lose five two this weekend. So yet this weekend, this weekend. Oh, over. this weekend. Not- this weekend. <laughs> we so, we had the three points. City didn't get that. Chelsea didn't get that. Chelsea didn't and get City that. are only one place ahead of us. They're thirteenth in the table right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to? Oh, I mean, the Wolves like- are losing. Wolves are losing. 
This is really <laughs> bad for my the- FPL. This is really bad for my FPL. <laughs> the current, so, oh, yeah, so City are currently 12th in the league. We are currently 13th. Wolves are 14th. West Ham, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Fulham, Sheffield United are last. Oh my God, poor Sheffield United. They got rid of Dean Henderson. They lost Dean Henderson now. Yeah. They're dead last. Poor the the league looks like Leicester, Everton, Arsenal, Liverpool, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, um, what? Leeds, Spurs, Chelsea, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Brighton, City United, Wolves. West Ham, Southampton, West Brown, Burnley, Fulham, Sheffield United. What a table. Okay, we've derailed this show so much. Oh, God. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to close the show off. And, yeah, we're going to end it without any more tangents. (laughs) See you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Next week, we'll be covering the three games that we have got going on. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Follow, follow us on our socials. We're at Miss United Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. And we'll catch you guys next week. Send us some questions, please. Bye.